You got the chill. The chill. The chill. The chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. People like me. That's some booty, Jim. Presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. You never go full Rutledge. <laughs> There is not a lot of things more satisfying than watching a bush. Adult film stars, Matt Hamilton. I, Ayahuasca. What's up, man? It's Chris Old Man, former Wisconsin Badger, man. We out here. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. It's a beautiful October day in Madison, Chris Orr. Yes, sir, it is. Yes, sir, it is. What? <laughs> Get into the show. Okay. 844-770-3776. You did not expect that. I love that, that I, that's you. That I, you did not expect I had that ability, did you? No, 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 no. Not at all. I, what? I, I want to tell you something. I definitely thought that was a little giant. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will take that as a massive compliment. Matt Hamilton will be joining the show soon. I think he's in Niagara Falls. Is that right? We'll find that out. Yeah, he's in Niagara Falls. On the wrong side of the Niagara Falls, though, unfortunately. <laughs> Up there with the Canucks. Out there curling. He's on ice. I mean, I'm Man. surprised he's able to even connect in at all. We'll, we'll try to get him in shortly, though, there, Jim. Prime time, Wollersheim, uh, behind the glass there. <laughs> Very prime time today. <laughs> Taking shots at Matt Hamilton. And I want to talk some Badger football to start the show, Chris. We're going to talk I some Packers. It. Because Aaron Rodgers is desperate for our attention, and we'll talk about yeah. his uh, constant putting himself in front of uh, the media and getting paid a million dollars by Pat McAfee to, to be on the on the show. Which I don't I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, but yeah. the Badger football team, mm-hmm. there's a lot of old crankies coming out. All mm-hmm. the old school guys, all the people that want to go back to an era of Badger football, mm-hmm. back to like the '40s. Uh, when you just ran the football and you only recruited Wisconsin kids, mm-hmm. and and I'm I don't want to make this specifically about Jim Leonard, but his name's going to come into it mm-hmm. because I think this is a philosophical question. There are some people who are just stuck in the mud that say the only way you can win Badger football way is to do it old school, which Jim Leonard. Would have, I mean, it wouldn't have been exactly what Paul no. Chris ran, but mm. it would have been closer to the traditional Badger than maybe what Luke Fickle has Probably. in here. Yeah. And it's not fair to attach Leonard's name to it, but for this purpose, we mm-hmm. kind of have to. So the question I want to throw out there is 844-770-3776. As we start the show talking some Badgers, we'll get to the Packers in a little bit. We'll get to Matt Hamilton when he can join the show. Mm-hmm. He's Chris Orr. I am Jim Rutledge. We are presented by Coors Light. When the mountains are blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. And uh, Hamilton, I'm sure, is crushes with Coors Light. Coors Light. Uh, I'm sure he brought some across the border uh, <laughs> into Canada there. But I want to ask you, the Badger fan, do you, would you prefer, do you think the Badger football, here's how I want to put it, do you think the Badger football program would have a better record than it currently has if Jim Leonard was the coach and not Luke Fickle? Oh, I would, from me personally, yeah. I would say yes. Simply under the fact of... The transition would have just been smoother. It would have been easier to keep chugging along and keep moving forward. Now, I do know that we probably still wouldn't have been like a pro-style offense. You probably still would have done away with the fullbacks, um, well, at least not as much without like some short yardage. Because the pro-Leonard crowd 
will tell you every which way from Sunday that, oh, he was going to bring in Phil Longo. Or maybe it was the mm-hmm. offensive coordinator from Colorado. Mm-hmm. So if these things were going to happen... It wasn't going to look like this anyway. Right. Yeah. But I do think that Coach Leonard would have kept... I think I think there's a clear understanding that you know, not only at the University of Wisconsin, but in the Big Ten period, you need to be able to dominate the line of scrimmage when it comes down to it, i.e. running the ball, stopping the run, pass pro, and getting after the quarterback. And then you also need an elite quarterback play, and you, you need some talent on the outside. That's needed. And then I think that the defensive struggles we wouldn't have saw just because these would have been vested guys in this, in this uh, scheme, and there would have been – Truly no let off at any point. Now they're playing better and better. You know, obviously it takes a little time actually going against some live bullets and just practicing all off season. But yeah, yeah, I, I do think that you could probably say that just simply off the fact of the transition would have just probably been a little more seamless. I get that. Yeah. But then also, Will Pauling's not here. Mm-hmm. CJ Williams isn't here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Green isn't here. Mm-hmm. I, I, so those players are gone. That's true. I don't know who's playing quarterback because I don't know if mm-hmm. Graham leaves or I don't. I think Graham was leaving regardless. Hey, I'll, let me tell you this now. I don't know if anybody out there is uh, paying attention. I don't know if you've been listening to this uh, station for a while. Yeah, I told you Graham Mertz has all of the arm talent in the world. There was a reason he was the best quarterback in his high school class, and I think he's just. I think he's down there showing it, which looks bad on. Everyone. It looks bad. Yeah. And honestly, to be honest, to be blunt, it looks worse on the old coaching staff because the new mm-hmm. coaching staff comes For in. Sure. And I think Graham was on his way. I could, this is just conjecture, mm-hmm. but I feel like Graham was on his way out already because it had gotten not toxic, but it had gotten bad here. Not with the, bad. within the organization, not within the Badgers, yeah, but I just outside. mean, yeah, he just sure. needed to go. He, he needed, needed a fresh, a fresh start. start. Yep. And like to me, that's a good use of the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. I'm happy he's doing well, sure. and it's an indictment of the older style. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't. I'm not here. I like Paul and I like Leonard, mm-hmm. but. I honestly think it would be the same. I, think so? I feel like they just would have lost in different ways. Uh, maybe they lose to Iowa in a different way because Iowa's the one game where you're saying that, mm-hmm. like, because Washington State, they probably still lose to Washington State. Because again, I don't know who's playing quarterback. Because yeah. if it is Jim Leonard, I don't know if I don't have no idea. I'm not saying yes or no. I don't know if Mordecai comes or who else they bring in. I can I can tell you this much. I know this for a fact. Yeah. If Coach Leonard got the job, he was trying to land a rock star OC. So it, yeah, it might have even still been Longo. It might have even uh, been the guy at uh, Colorado who's the head coach at Kent State. Yeah, it was at Lewis. I think Sean uh, yeah, Lewis. Yeah, I think. yeah, Sean yeah. Lewis. Yes. And I, I know he held him in high regards yes. from when we played against yes. Kent State when I was playing. And he's, he's got Wisconsin ties. Yeah, yeah, yes. for sure. So yeah. uh, he definitely would have been trying to land more of a modern day uh, offensive attack. So I have no question. And I, again, I have no question that Leonard was going to try to blend right, these right. two styles. Sure. And I think mm-hmm. I think Leonard would get there. I think it would take. Longer and I'm not. I'm not talking one season. Like mm-hmm. I, I still have zero waning to my faith that mm-hmm. Fickle's going to turn this program back to where it was. Like mm-hmm. that's all I initially want. I want to be back in the days where we're complaining about ten wins. Yeah. Like oh, we're just getting smoked in the Big Ten championship game. We're winning ten games. Mm-hmm. I want that. And with the changing landscape of the Big Ten, the Badgers, I think, were right to try to make a bold move mm-hmm. and not go with a first year coach. And Jim Leonard would have been fine. But when mm-hmm. Luke Fickle's available, it's just like. For an example here, if the Packers fired, and not that they're going to, but if they fired Matt LaFleur, mm-hmm. and then you could bring in, uh, you know, I'm try- I don't know the exact example who you'd promote, or get Mike Tomlin, yeah. you bring in Mike Tomlin. Now, right. Fickle's not Tomlin, but the same idea of like mm-hmm. a guy who's more experienced mm-hmm. and is one. Mm-hmm. Fickle took Cincinnati 
to uh, the, the college football playoffs. The first coach and first player to do that, or yeah. first first team to do that, that's not nothing. No, that's not nothing. But what what I will say, though, is the dynamic of Coach Leonard being here would have been completely different, mainly because of the fact that he played 10 years in the NFL. Yeah. He played 10 years in the NFL. He definitely has an understanding. I'm just talking about the recruiting landscape. Yeah. He has an understanding of the base level that you would need to compete at these levels. You know, he would talk about it all the time. He, he didn't shy away from it. Um, I think he was a great talent ev- evaluator. I think it would have been easier. To, it's easy to pull people in as a recruiter when you can when you can literally look them in the eye and say, hey, I, I've done this. I was a three-time first-team All-American. I played in the NFL for 10 years. Yep. I know how to get you there. I've led these defenses to X, Y, and Z. I know what it takes to I know what it takes to build a staff uh offensively to take down one of these top defenses uh and a roster that can compete on a national level cuz that was what we were really complaining about. That was I think the big push for Fickle was that okay, we're tired of being the tier 2 teams, the teams that are really good in their Power 5 conference and will play for their conference championship, but they might not crack the the uh, fold of that uh, college football playoff picture. And I, I think Coach Leonard could have got it done, man. I'm not going to lie to I'm you. not saying he couldn't have gotten it done. Mm-hmm. That's not I, – I honestly think there was no wrong answers here. 844 770 Do you think the Badgers would have a better record if Jim Leonard was the coach right, right now? Right now, yeah. And, and this is the other part of it. The recruiting styles are different. Like mm-hmm. Jim Leonard would have recruited differently, mm-hmm. and Luke Fickle, because Fickle is putting in the work that you have to put in to get all the money. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, and, uh, Leonard mm-hmm. is a football coach mm-hmm. and a football player, and he would have to learn running the program mm-hmm. CEO style. Luke Fickle is more of a. This is actually more like Barry Alvarez. I am the CEO. I am the face of this organization. I need to go everywhere to get all the money raised and raise up all the excitement mm-hmm. and do all these things behind closed doors. And matter of fact, Paul didn't do any of it. Mm-hmm. And Brett wasn't great at it because different personal issues. So, like, um, <laughs> Paul Barry built the program on that. Right. So Barry understood that. So mm-hmm. Luke is a throwback to Barry on that part of it, of being a defensive-minded coach and understanding that I have to hire the smartest people, right. and then I have to go out there and kind of just be the bandwagon, like just the hype man for yeah. this program. Mm-hmm. And that's how he has to spend his days and hope that he hired the right folks. Yeah. And I think he has defensively. Mm-hmm. I, I really think defensively this is moving in the right direction. Offensively, Fickle still has time to rewrite his story here of, hey, now with Lockhart, maybe we just need to throw it back a little bit because our players aren't ready to maybe do what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So they are taking a big leap, and they might take a step back before they go forward. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, I, I I would have no problems if they had hired Jim Leonard, but I also think that the Fickle was a better hire on paper, and it, it's still it can reach very big heights. You know what I actually think about a lot is that Wisconsin before we made the I guess the big change, we could have man we were what we were probably a OC and a quarterback away from looking like what Michigan is today. Yeah. No, Michigan yes, is still, that's a good point. Yep. They have a good blend of uh, threatening you downfield with their quarterback and their receivers and talent on the outside, but also still have that that raw, rich history of we're going to be able to pound the rock when we need to. We're going to pound the rock when we need to. You're not going to be able to run the ball on us, and we're going to live in your backfield defensively. I, I think that's where – that's the I, that's the vision that I would have for Wisconsin. I think that's what uh, – 
works for the recruiting landscape of Wisconsin. Because, like, the other thing that I know a lot of people don't think about is there's limitations to recruiting to the UW-Madison. Like, there definitely are. I, I think, and again, 844-770-3776, we'll get to your calls and texts on the other side. Do you think the Badger football program would be mm-hmm. better off if they had just stayed with Jim Leonard? The I, I honestly think, whether it's reading between the lines from Coach McIntosh, mm-hmm. is that this was a football decision on the idea of, like, obviously, Fickle and Leonard, both football coaches in that part of it. But I really think that Fickle got this job because I think McIntosh saw a massive hole where recruiting was just not up to snuff. Mm-hmm. And that's not Jim Leonard's fault, but I think that Jim Leonard had some of the stink maybe of, like, okay, Paul, like, Paul's staff, Jim's on it, and he doesn't have the pelts on the wall to say, like, this is, I've done it. Mm-hmm. And Fickle said, and not even the recruiting, I honestly think it was the name and likeness side of it, of Fickle saying, here's how we're going to raise money mm-hmm. for name and likeness, and here's how we're going to get these players. Mm-hmm. And I think that part may have separated. Now, I'm not saying that Leonard didn't have a good plan, right, but right. Fickle has a plan that says, I've done it. Yeah. And I, I saw it at Ohio State, and I'm doing it when it was yeah. illegal at Ohio State, and now I see it <laughs> at, right. at Cincinnati. 4K game, man. So I, I think it really came down to, like, I can happily pick this plan from Jim Leonard, yeah. but if I can pick this plan, they're both maybe equal coaches in the lo- within two, three years, mm-hmm. but I think McIntosh said that I don't even know, and this is, again, an indictment of maybe even Alvarez of the older regime of, like, they were so, I think, wrong, or not wrong, but just inadequate in the recruiting mm-hmm. and name and likeness especially, mm-hmm. that they needed someone to come in and be like, I know how to do this. Yeah. And that is for sure that Fickle, I don't. I have no idea if Leonard would have been able to or not. I, at some point he would have. Mm-hmm. But we know that Fickle hit the ground running with the name and likeness mm-hmm. and, sure. and that aspect of recruiting. For sure, for sure. But I also feel like... Uh I don't know. It seems like we've lost a little bit of our blue collaredness. No, yeah, like that. That seems a little lost because I feel like, especially looking at the new college football landscape, I think that I think every cycle you should be grabbing what you're lacking, or either you lacking like as in you don't have what you need on your team. Period, or that you have a freshman coming in and you need some senior leadership in there before they'll actually be ready to take on a torch and go forward. So I think you get into the portal every cycle. But I still think that your uh, your foundation, the guys that that are homegrown, the ability to keep them in house and still pull from the portal, I think that's the perfect mesh. Uh, and I don't know if I, I definitely wouldn't say like not having as many in state guys is a reason for that to be hurt or anything like that. But I do think that uh, an alum or two on your staff is important. I think that's very important. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. I agree with you on that. Mm -hmm. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. Hamilton is going to be joining the show next segment here. We're going to play What Matt Missed, and we're going to talk about (laughs) a little bit of Badgers and Packers the rest of the way. We'll also come back with uh, your text. 844-770-3776 with the Badger football program. uh, Have more wins if Jim Leonard uh, was currently coaching this team. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Welcome 
back to Rutledge and Hamilton. This is your boy Chris Orr filling in for old Demo. Matt Hamilton is so jealous because you just did better than he did bringing the show back in. Let's this is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Matt, the mouth's are blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. Oh, Matt Hamilton, good to see you. <laughs> Yeah, good to be. This is the first time I think we've had like a good stream going while I was able to also call in. So, so this is nice. Where the hell are you, Matt? I'm on, kind of like Ryan said, I'm on the bad side of Niagara Falls, but it's actually the better view. <laughs> okay. So like, even though I'm in Canada, the view of the falls is like infinitely better on the Canadian side. Mm. Um, there's a lot of stuff to do here. It's like it's like a bigger version of the Dells plus casinos. Mm. So like. I look out my window right now, and there is a giant Ferris wheel. I can see, like, a three-story go-kart track where kids are just ripping around on that. Like, you look to the left, you can see the mist coming over from the falls. Like, I'm a quarter mile away, and it always feels like it's misting outside because the falls, there's that much power just, like, throwing water up in the air. It's it's wild. It's a cool spot, though, actually. Nice. That sounds like a great yeah, time. and plus, it's... I'm a Canadian dollar, so everything's like 25% off because I, I, I make American <laughs> dollars. I make real money, not this Monopoly stuff where 20s are green and 50s are brown and they've got hundreds that are smell like maple syrup. It's crazy. <laughs> it makes no sense up here, man. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we, uh, Chris and I are live from the Everlight Solar Studio. We did ask our first Iron Jock poll question. Would the Badgers have more wins this season if Jim Leonard was the head coach? Right now, 79% of you say no. It'd be the same or fewer. <laughs> Matt, what are you chiming on that? I think 79% of our listeners are right. What? They're, first, here's the thing. Like, Jimmy Leonard had the reins for all of last season at the end. And, like, th- there wasn't any scheme differences. We kind of ran the same thing. He didn't try and mix anything up. Jimmy Leonard was like, let's make sure that defense is as good as it ever is. And he, he, he did. What I think our issue is, is we have a team for the last – Two decades has been three decades has been built to be a like uh, Chris said a blue collar pound the rock like you know we're running it I dare you to stop us kind of team and then Phil Longo comes in and Fickle comes in and I'm not saying what they're doing is wrong but like these players are set up to be run blockers not necessarily pass blockers it's going to take a couple years for the guys that we want to fit our system are going to be in through Longo and through Fickle so like I think we just have to be a little bit patient. These players were picked for a particular scheme. Longo and Fickle did as best they could in the portal this year, but they couldn't pick up and like, they're not going to change the entire team. So to think that these guys were going to be able to switch to the air raid was maybe a little hopeful. And I was one of those people who thought the Badgers were going to be outstanding, but I'm coming to the realization, like these players weren't handpicked by these coaches and not to say that they were bad, but they might be better served in a different system. The same way Graham Mertz is feasting down in Florida, like this just wasn't the system that set up Graham Mertz for success. So I, I do think that there's a little bit to go with, like these aren't necessarily his guys. They're good players, but they don't necessarily fit the system. And we just have to be patient. JB from the V chimes in. Jim Leonard was not the answer. Give me the guy who made it to the playoffs. It's his first year. Relax. Now, well, you know what I would tell people that. Yeah. You know, just to play a little devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, 
we're given the excuse of we give coaches the excuse of these aren't your guys. Yeah, but we don't we're not taking away from Fickle's success at Cincinnati because those weren't his guys. Okay. No, the guys that that went to the playoffs with weren't necessarily his guys. It's not like he. But it wasn't year one. True, it wasn't year one, but it wasn't necessarily his guys. You know, those guys right. played that one year and left and went on to the NFL. Those are guys that were. It'd be like giving Anderson uh, credit for like Borland and those guys and Melvin. You know what I mean? It's not. So you can't really. Ah, I don't know. I'm just but saying. like you play there's that a, game. There's a flip side. Brett's to that. success. Barry. There's a lot exactly. of Barry guys in exactly. there, including Paul Christ mm-hmm. was Barry Anderson. Yeah. Well. Well. Obviously, Paul Christ was uh, Barry Alvarez's coach, yeah. and yeah. and then obviously Barry inherited him. Yeah. Phil Wanaki chimes in and said, "I lived in Gainesville for nine years, and I love my Gators. I hated the merch transfer. I'm totally surprised. He's a different QB with good wide uh, receivers. That's Phil." Uh, in Wanaki. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Adam Madison has a question for Chris. The Packers and Badgers seem to have the same issues somewhat uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to starting the game uh, and being very flat offensively. Mm-hmm. If you were coaching a position, what would you do to improve the problem? I'm interested to hear a defensive mind uh, and how to get people like amped up to start a game. And Matt, right. I think you can mm-hmm. uh, chime in that as well afterwards just for like making sure. I'm sure you've had flat well, today you had a comeback. I'm not saying you were flat, yeah. but like you had a comeback today for a win. So we'll start right. with Chris, and then Matt, you can hop in there too. I like that. I like that question. Um, I think there's two ways to approach it. You approach it one way as just like the motivational coach or whatever, trying to get your guys fired up. But also you could do it schematically. Like if, if I was Wisconsin, what I would do is I would – Man, we put one play in. One play of our old school stuff. We're in the I formation. We're going to run a play action, uh, max pro, and we're going to take the top off. I'm throwing it as deep as I possibly can to my most explosive wide receiver. Even if we don't connect, this is going to, this is like you taking your sword out. You're unsheathing your sword and you're just <laughs> swinging it as, you're just swinging it to let them know you better back up and not get too close. Then, then I would, uh, I'd pound the rock, man. If I was Wisconsin, I'd, I'd come out pounding the rock and kind of <laughs> letting people know, like, I want to show you something. I want to show you that, hey, we're still Wisconsin. I want you to get thinking that, oh, okay, this is the same Wisconsin. We're just – they're just doing it a different way. And then I'd get back to my spreading the ball, getting guys touches. Bef- I, oh, go ahead. Well, say so before we get to Matt on this, uh, the problem – like, the frustrating part is they did that. They started with yeah. the big bomb against Iowa, and they got mm-hmm. down the field and they didn't punch it in. All right, yeah, Matt. For sure. Uh, what about on your end of it? You know, uh, you referenced our game today. Uh, this is one of those few situations where we came out super duper sharp. Both teams were just a hundred percent through three ends. Mm. So that's just, it was, we had uh, two ends and then we had one miss in the third there, but, uh, yeah, there, no energy is so important getting out on the ice. And that's why like before the game, like hours before the game, we're into like good mental spaces like you're going out and doing whatever you need to do to be in the right headspace to start that game whether that's listening to music or maybe you're just chilling in your room and you want some alone time or whatever it may be you got to do what is best for your team to get in that right mental headspace and i don't know what that is for the badgers like who knows maybe that's some sort of like pump up uh like team speech from the coach in the locker room before the game that gets everyone excited or maybe it's like everyone has like a collective song that they all like when they're all geared up and about to go out they play that song in the locker room and get excited but they need to do something to get themselves in that like really exciting mindset because they want to go out flying around the field and it's tough to do that if you're just like 
I guess it's time for a football game. Yep. Three minutes from kickoff. I guess. Uh, I guess I'll maybe think about starting to line up now. And uh, it just you can't start flat, especially in this day and age. Offenses are so explosive, and mm-hmm. any play can be a fifty-yard play at any given time. So you can't like start flat and give up a couple freebies like that and expect to be a super competitive team. So both the Packers and the Badgers need to figure out what it is that gets them going. What gets you excited what gets that blood flowing what makes you want to shorten some necks and crack some skulls oh, yeah. like chris or used to oh, do yeah. back in his day oh, man, right go. like find that thing man <laughs> oh, yeah. i i know now you're not shortening necks or that's... cracking skulls i know you're not doing that but if <laughs> i know what gets you excited and that's a local distillery uh our friends uh in cambridge wisconsin our good friends dancing goat you may or may not have i i know you showed shared a bottle you can kind of get that on the plane the right size there so uh you're a man <laughs> that travels with the goat if possible yeah and you know what we did travel with the goat i threw it in the checked bag i have a bottle of the quirky and humble blend it's a delicious bourbon it's uh aged here in wisconsin and bottled here in wisconsin it is one of the coolest bourbons you'll ever try because it's your standard bourbon mash 51 percent corn or more with some rye and some other things but they age it in a colombian oak wood so it kind of had a totally different flavor profile, but it's still a bourbon. It's not your granddad's bourbon. You should check it out. Dancing Goat Distillery. They've got distillery tours. They've got distilling experiences, all sorts of things. You can go to dancinggoat.com and check those things out. But trust me, the Quirky and Humble Blend is the bourbon for you. If you want to try something different that you've never had before, I promise it will not disappoint. Find it wherever you get delicious liquors. But remember, you got to be 21 years or older to enjoy. We're going to play What Matt Missed on the other side. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Hamilton continues live from the Everlight Solar Studio. I'm Rutledge. Chris Orr with me uh, in the Everlight Solar Studio. Same with Primetime Warshime. And then Matt Hamilton out in Canada <laughs> representing <clears throat> the uh, Coors Light team out there. We're just kind of a team Coors Light at this point. Yeah. My, my kids uh, know I work with ESPN, but they, and they always point it out to me. But when they see Coors Light, they also point it out to me. <laughs> my, Coors, my kids exclusively drink Coors Light. <laughs> Grand loyalists. <laughs> and by kids, he means his furry kids. He pours a little bit into their water yeah, bottles. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're going to speak. Speaking of, uh, I don't know. I can't transition. Matt, <laughs> you, I, I just can't transition out of dogs drinking Coors Light. <laughs> but Matt, uh, you obviously are a busy fellow. You mm-hmm. were gallivanting. Uh, this weekend up north, uh, whereabouts unknown, and then you've obviously been curling currently. So you've probably missed some things. So it's time to play What Matt Missed. Context is important. Oh, man. Except when you're an Olympic gold medalist. Honestly, I have no idea who it is. Here we go, yo. Obviously, he's talking about um, maybe... It's time for What Matt Missed on Rutledge and Hamilton. 
Yeah, guys, so as Jim described, uh, Matt misses a lot, though. I think Chris Orr, he's got his uh, ear down to the ground. He knows everything that's going on in the He knows everything. So I'll ask you guys, did you hear this clip from earlier today about some uh, football games over the weekend? Uh-oh. Every game was fairly close. I mean, we went to Camp Randall my junior year and won 21 nothing there and shut out the Badgers there, too. But... Besides that, the games were always fairly close, right? So they they were always fairly <laughs> they were always fairly close. I mean, hey, my freshman year we lost to Wisconsin in Camp Randall. They they beat us up, so I'll admit it. I mean, you know, Wisconsin got after us when I was a freshman. Matt, who is that? And uh, what's he talking about? I have no idea who that bull is, and he's talking about the glory days back when he played ball and how no one could do it the same. He probably had to run 100 yards uphill just to get to the end zone. Whoever that guy is, he sounds like an idiot. (laughs) Is that your final answer? Final answer. Okay. Uh, Chris, how about you? Um, I'm guessing it's somebody from Ohio State. Uh, It's somebody from Iowa, actually. From Iowa. Uh, Famous Iowa player. That was Brian Balaga. Iowa uh-huh. talking on Will the Entourage this morning, actually. They're Matt Hamilton, so. Yeah, back in my day. <laughs> but come on, guys. Yeah. Matt, we talked to Bulaga on Monday of last week. <laughs> He's but he know. didn't say any of that. <laughs> <laughs> I missed it. Yeah, that's the point of the segment. But like, it's I, what I missed. I'm going to have to make fun of you more than Chris on this part because you give Alex a hard time all the time for context clues. You need to apply that for what Matt missed. Like, just <laughs> guess someone associated with the station. Like, just throw Isn't it out it there. better when I give you answers like that? True. My very real true. gut, my heart that, there is you telling me that guy's booty. Yeah. <laughs> fair point. Fair, fair point. Fair point. That's some booty, Jim. All right. Well, we'll see if you guys are booty on these next guests as well. Um, so this is another uh, pretty famous personality speaking this weekend about uh, his team's football game that occurred on Friday night, actually. Hmm. Well, millions of people are watching your games. You've obviously turned the program around, but it's not perfect. I mean, just last night, you lost to Stanford in double overtime. Wasn't that crazy? (laughs) We were up 29 and nothing at the half. So I went home and fell asleep. (laughs) I woke up this morning shocked as anyone. (laughs) But come on, man, nobody's perfect. Name one team that's undefeated. Okay, well, well, there's Georgia. Right. Michigan, mm-hmm. Ohio State. That's another one. Florida State. Forgot about them. Oklahoma. Sure. Penn State. Indeed. Washington. Good team. North Carolina. Tar Heels. Air Force. And see, that's exactly my point. <laughs> what, what is your point? Uh, Chris Orr, do you know what the point is there, and who is that talking? That's 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 prime time, man. That's Coach Prime talking. Uh, no, nah, that's the Saturday Night Live skit. Do Gotta you be. believe? Of Coach Prime. That's correct. That was Keenan Thompson. Their embarrassing loss. Yes. They, uh, that so is so good. Yeah. <laughs> he he awesome. did a really good job with that. Yeah. So uh, USC uh, blew a 29 halftime, 29 point Colorado. halftime. Colorado. Colorado. Excuse me. USC. Uh, USC got whooped. My head's, my head's all over the place today, guys. But they, uh, yeah, they ended up losing 46-43. So mm. speaking of which, I'll ask to see if you guys know possibly what this next clip is about. You know, I might have already hinted at it for you guys there. Come on! <laughs> ah, we did it! 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 We did it!
So Matt, I'll ask you first. Do you know who the heck that was screaming about a game he apparently won? <laughs> yeah, um, I'm going to guess somebody from Notre Dame because using context like Jim had told me to do, you had mentioned <laughs> USC and they just got trounced. So I'm going to go with... I don't know, some cornerback on Notre Dame. <laughs> uh, Chris, do you know who it was? Yeah, some random student in Notre Dame. That is correct. Running on the field, <laughs> talking trash. Which, which by, the way, by the way, I'm getting tired of seeing it. Yes. They need yeah. all these players to start knocking them out, man. I know you're worried that they're just going to try to sue you, but they can't sue you because they put themselves in danger, man, by coming onto the field. Storming the field actually isn't protected. Right. So if he comes down there... Knock them out, please. <laughs> <laughs> if they come into your base, I, knock them out. That's why I'm not going to lie to you. I'm glad we never, I was at least never in that situation because you just got done losing. You're already mad. You're <laughs> right, already yeah. mad. You're already mad. Your whole day tomorrow is probably ruined now. Like, you're probably going to have meetings forever. You might mess around <laughs> in practice. So you're pissed. This ride back is going to be bad. Tend to have some <laughs> narc. <laughs> come down to the field and yelling in your face like they had any type of impact on this game. Oh, man. Oh, man. Hold on. I would have tried to destroy them. Can you tell us what a NARP is quick? Non-athletic regular person. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I thought you said NARP. Well, NARP. I love that, dude. We have to incorporate oh. that into uh, the show. I used to see, yeah, I used to see like Jag, just another guy. But yeah, I like, yeah, I, yeah, like I like NARP. I like NARP better. Matt, have you had any uh, NARPs come on uh, the ice? No, no. Fortunately, ice is a big deterrent for a lot of people. Uh, They're intimidated by that stuff. They're like, it is slick and it is very hard. I do not want to deal with that. So no one's storming the the sheet. I do have a question for Chris Orr real quick. Uh Uh, This is kind of out of the blue and kind of based on that last guy. When fans say we about the team that you're playing on, but they're obviously just a fan, uh-huh. do you think that's like, oh, they're really invested in the team and they're like a big fan? Or do you think it's kind of like, don't say we, bro. You cheer for us. We're yeah, your team. Yeah. But like, it ain't we. Yeah. It's like a little bit of both. I'm not going to lie to okay. you. I'm cool with the we when, you know, everything's going well and we're all <laughs> having fun. But then mm-hmm. if you're one of those fans that's going to get on Twitter and just tweet that we suck, once we lose to somebody, you're not saying uh, we at that point. You're not you're right. not a part of this team now. So oh, no. I feel I like that. yeah, there's like a balance. There's definitely like a balance for sure. I'm I'm somewhere in the middle. It just depends on I think you as an individual, you as a fan, like you should be we. If you're gonna say we when we upset somebody, you need to say we when things aren't going as well. You need to think about that as well. I so also Jim and Ryan can attest to this. Yeah. I am a wee guy, but yeah. I'm always yep. a wee guy. Yeah, there, always we a wee guy. there we go then. Yes. There we go then. Yes. There we go then. Yes. There we go then. And I go more of like be all the way. I feel like I can say we for FAU because I'm an alum. Yeah. I paid to go to yeah. school yeah. there. Yeah, so yeah, alums, we, yeah, 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 like we FAU. Students. I live in Wisconsin, so I'm basically an alum. <laughs> so that's why I say we. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're an alum, you can I think you like you can definitely say we for sure. If you're in a long Just as a side note here. Fan for me. One of the things that is my, my girls are learning more and more about sports. They it blew their mind when they they learned that like virtually nobody from the Packers is from Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> and, they'd be, and they'd be like, well, wait, then why does everyone cheer for them? They're not. Yeah. They're, it's just a team. They're not actually from Wisconsin. No, not at they all. asked about I the remember. Badgers, and I said, well, 
if Tom Oates had his way, everyone on the Bachelors. <laughs> Man, he was getting cooked, he was getting cooked on Twitter the other day. Uh, would be I happy. Do, I Tom do got to get on Twitter, times. man. Because he's oh, man. openly he rooting. Twitter. He's like happy that the Badgers are losing. Yeah, he's he got to get on Twitter. Yeah. He's getting cooked. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. So we have established that a NARP is below a JAG, uh, just a guy. But can you tell me who this guy is in our last clip of the day? I was more in the like a, a traditional Steven Seagal geek, um, but just kind of tried to channel some of the dance moves I saw from uh, from Britney. Yeah, she's crushing it. You know, uh-huh. anytime you see a Britney Spears video, it's always captioned and titled as if everything's going she's well. She's divorced. You should you should uh, shoot your shot. You know, it's a big thing having like high celebrity, you know, high profile relationship. Oh, oh yeah, and Travis did it on the New Heights pod. Yeah, remember? You can do it here. You will, the floor is yours. Listen, I'm, f- I'm really focused on my rehab right now. I don't think I can. <laughs> <laughs> so. oh, okay. She might hope. He loves ball. He loves ball. The guy loves, bo- loves rehab, loves ball. <laughs> Chris, who is that who's focused on their rehab? <laughs> That's Aaron Rodgers. I love that answer, by the way. <laughs> yeah. That's an incredible answer. I'm focused on my rehab, guys. I- I- my head is focused on football, nothing but football. <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! I bet you in 2004, no male in America would have said, "I'm too focused <laughs> on football." But times isn't changing. <laughs> 19 years too late on that one. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only one that's kind of more off the rails of Britney Spears right now is Jada Pickett Smith. I mean, oh like, oh well, hey, <laughs> hey, oh my god! Don't talk about that marriage or that that whatever that is relationship. Yeah, you keep entanglement. You you yeah. keep my estranged. Wife who <laughs> dates other people, but I don't date other people out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, Jim, you don't know what the rules are. <laughs> I don't want to know what the rules are. I think we need to know yeah. less about people. I feel yes. like we can know less. Yes, yes, that is the problem today. Too many people are spreading their business for no reason at all. Uh, you know what? Let's throw that as a Jim and Matt Bull question. <laughs> Should we know less about people? Yeah, <laughs> just yes. people yes. in general. Wow. Just yeah. first, like in light of the uh, the Jada Pinkett Smith news about Will Smith, should we know? Uh, the whole show thinks we should know less about people. Do you Man. agree? Right. Uh, we and we'll throw it out there. Just, like, just like we should have found out that Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift were dating, like. Weeks from now, I should have been like, "Man, why should keep going to the Chiefs game?" Yeah, right. <laughs> should have just left that of suspense. Like, but like that one, and I agree with you. Unfortunately, she's like a supernova, yeah, so like yeah, for sure she can't sure. travel anywhere sure. without that right. happening. Sure. But I get what you're saying. But it would have yes, yes. at least left a little suspense. Like, oh man, right. I wonder. She but also, be like talking to somebody, I feel like they got no shot. Like, yeah. I, like that kind of pressure yeah. immediately. Yeah, they're on like five dates. That's tough. And like people are like sitting outside the car waiting That's for tough. them. Uh, that's that's a lot going on. I don't know. If anyone can take that pressure and just shake it off, I think it's Taylor. <laughs> He's not a dad yet, but Matt Hamilton, Waka when Waka. he uh, when he becomes a dad, he has got that. Jo- I'm going to share one with you guys that I did the other day. So um, I don't know why. I just felt like doing it. I, I asked the girls, I'm like, do you like apples? And they're like, yeah. Open up the fridge. <laughs> do you like them apples? like them apples? <laughs> Classic. Classic. Stupid. Now my youngest thought it was, it. No, my youngest loved it. My oldest rolled her eyes, and my wife just yeah. said, "What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> who did I? Who did I marry?" Um, Matt, though, I know when you open a fridge, you're pulling out a Linies. 
absolutely. And right now, my limeys of choice is that canoe paddler Kolsch. I'm Ooh. still grasping on to every little bit of that nice weather. And this crisp, delicious beer is perfect. Uh, if you need something refreshing, you're looking to unwind a little bit. You maybe want to turn the heat up to 85 in your house and feel like it's summertime again. Canoe Paddler Kolsch and Line of Kugels is the beer for you. Best part about Line of Kugels is they've got tons of great beer. Variety packs are sold. And if you go on their website, you can see, you can be your own beer mixologist. You can mix the Canoe Paddler Kolsch with the Berry Vice, and it's fantastic. There's a ton of different combinations. So you can find a build your own six pack or go and get a variety pack of your own and check out all the different flavors Line of Kugels has to offer. And again, you can get it wherever delicious beer is sold, but you got to be 21 years or older. To enjoy. So we're going to switch gears on our Iron Jock poll question. We're going to switch to the Packers. Oh. And I know the answer from Matt Hamilton. Uh, I will hear from Chris Orr on the other side. We'll get your answers, but I want you to chime in as well. 844-770-3776. In honor of the old bit a couple weeks ago, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? I want to ask you, <laughs> Packer fans, how often do you think about Aaron Rodgers? Mm. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. <laughs> You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Yeah. Rutledge Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. What, what was that look? This is, hey man, what's up with the song? I like the what? song. What? I like the song. I just thought I heard a swear, but I guess if nobody else heard it. Nope. I didn't hear it either. I okay. Didn't, I didn't hear anything. All right, he's Primetime Wolfsheim. <laughs> nope. I am Jim Rutledge. Chris Orr with you. Uh, we are live from the Everlight Solar Studio. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. And you get into the show, 844-770-3776. So I want to ask you, Matt Hamilton, we'll start with you. How often do you think about unprompted? Like just Aaron Rodgers crosses your mind. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. But I want to ask you because Matt Ham. I think I'm asking this because I think Aaron Rodgers is a little bit sad that he is not consistently in the the realm yeah. of like relevance. He'd be so everywhere. He, he does the Pat McAfee show. And then he talks. He's letting everyone know that he was. I think. Would you? If I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm not letting the world know. Like I was heavily involved in that ass game plan that barely beat. You know, like the offense didn't win the game for the Jets. Why is Aaron Rodgers coming out to being like, yeah, I helped out the offense get barely enough points, less Maybe than twenty to, to win his game off of uh, Hackett. <laughs> I'm right? trying to take some heat off his. But boy. like the Jets are not winning because of their offense. No. But like, but anyways, he seems kind of desperate to stay. In the kind of the national conversation, so Matt, how often do you think of Aaron Rodgers? Um, I don't know if it's more often than the Romans or not. At least weekly, <laughs> it comes up too often for for you to for you, anyone. To so say do you less. think? Yeah, it's so. in the news weekly. So like anyone who says less, you're not paying attention to the news, or or, or I don't know, your head's buried in the sand because Rodgers <laughs> is 
he makes himself in the puts himself in the media. So yeah, you have to. You can't help it. He's he's unavoidable. He is inevitable, like he Thanos inevitable. in uh, Endgame. <laughs> Chris, uh, we honestly should have asked the question. Do you think about have you have you posted it yet? Unfortunately, I did. I feel like we should have rewarded it. Yeah, no. I want to ask you: Do you think about Aaron Rodgers or the Roman Empire more? <laughs> oh, definitely the Roman Empire. Definitely yeah, the Roman, Roman Empire. Empire for sure. Definitely the Roman sure. Empire. Um, you know what? Take it down and repost it. We don't have a lot of votes right now. I want it back up there. Do you think about the Roman Empire? So this is a question specific for Packer fans. Yes. So lead it as Packer fans. Do you think about the Roman Empire or do you think about Aaron Rodgers more? 844-770-3776. Because then everyone knows what we're talking They're about. They're going to lie. They're going to lie. They're going to say the Roman Empire, but I think a lot of Packer fans. I, I don't think he's left a lot of Packer fans' mind. I think whenever they see the Green Bay Packers, it's hard not to think of your long-lost ex. Oh, my gosh. Every time uh, I see, like, an incomplete pass out of Jordan Love, I try not to, but I'm still just thinking, like, would Rodgers have made that throw? (laughs) And I don't even mean it like that. I mean, you could think of it like that. But that's, like, how he, like, comes up. You know what I mean? Like, definitely during Packer games because that's what you're going to think. Or, like, Mm -hmm. Maybe if Jordan Love scrambles and gets 10 yards, I'm thinking like, oh, Aaron Rodgers sitting in the pocket and throwing that one away, taking the fourth down and punting it, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because he ain't, he ain't as spry as he used to be. So, yeah, there's always comparisons that you're going to draw. And as much as I, like, hate that I do it because I want to give Jordan Love his own shake. He's his own man. I don't need to compare him to, you know, guys of yesteryear kind of thing. Like, I'm looking <laughs> – I want him to focus on him and do what he's doing now. So uh, I try not to, but it's it's something you can't help but do. Mm. As a Packers fan, eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. As a Packers fan, do you think about Aaron Rodgers or do you think about the Roman Empire more? And I don't care. I don't mean Aaron Rodgers would be better quarterback than the. Yeah. Pa- I mean, I don't mean any of that. I mean, if that's why, give us the context for it. But it could just be. Right. I say about once a week. Because once a week, on a t- not like one time, but like on Tuesdays, mm-hmm. he pops up on Tuesdays, he says something insane, it gets under <laughs> my skin, oh, yeah. but then I forget about it until next Tuesday when he says something else insane <laughs> and stupid. And so it's like this cycle. It's like Groundhog's Day. I can't get out of it, but every Tuesday. He's he gets, in there, bro. He's he gets, in your head, He gets $100,000. That's because Aaron Rodgers is inevitable, Jim. You can't avoid him. He is, he is you. He is in your head. He's living rent-free between them ears. And I love it. Eight four How often do you think about Aaron Rodgers? Or do you think about the Aaron Rodgers? Or do you think about the Roman Empire more? I also... We all agree. I mean, we asked the question earlier about, like, Leonard, Fickle. Like, the Packers have more wins if Rodgers is a quarterback, right? Oh, yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's not a debate. It's not well, even a question. Might, yeah. yeah, yeah. He might have sure. took out that Atlanta game, right? Like, he mm-hmm. might have won that one. Um... So at least one more win, and then uh, he probably still doesn't beat Detroit. The Raiders, yeah, they, right. they definitely win with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, so they probably have one loss. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. How often, or do you think about Aaron Rodgers, do you think about the Roman Empire more? <laughs> 
I think about Canopy Wealth Management. They take the time to truly get to know and understand the dynamics of your values, goals, and plans for your family. No family fits your generic mold. Neither should your financial plan. At Canopy, their clients' financial goals are something they're constantly striving to help reach maximum potential, which is why they work solely in your best interest. You define your goals. They work towards making them happen with their comprehensive financial planning. Go to Canopy-Wealth.com and get started with them today. That's Canopy-Wealth.com. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light.